Peace to the universe. And we are back. Welcome back, Carter. It is 3.41 a.m. in DF and universe. And instead of partying on a Friday night, we are here having a conversation about the black experience. Um, you know, brother, I... Um, I think we all have preferences. Uh, I remember watching sports and people telling me, hey, to leave those those Cowboys alone. (laughs) Watch your mouth, brother. Watch your mouth. (laughs) I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. But I remember people telling me that, that you're from New York, so you have to be a New York Giants fan, a New York Knicks fan, a New York Mets fan. But the only one that I would adhere to was the New York Yankees because they had a winning record. And they say, well, you're not a true fan. You're not a true fan if you um, just uh, with a team because they're winning. That's not a fandom. And um, I would be like, yo, why would I want a team that's losing? <laughs> like the Knicks and the Nets, I don't want to be part of them. And ironically, they are both in the championship this year or championship running um, between the Knicks and the Nets. But it has been a long time coming, brother. And um, I have never been that type of fan. And I say that to say this about um, Minister Farrakhan in the eight, late 80s and 90s when I got into the mosque. And the reason I got into the mosque was because of the fire, the thunder coming out of his voice. I could feel that. I don't feel it now. Oh, forgive me. Um, to the universe. Um, but I could feel the fire coming out of Khaled's uh, voice. I could feel the sincerity coming out of Khaled's voice. And man, that shit used to fire me up. Like, yes, sir. That's right, Muhammad. We felt that we had something. And I don't feel it anymore. And so I find myself here having these conversations. And uh, that's basically what this was tonight. A conversation about what makes us feel good and who makes us feel good and how do we respond to it. Um, Not necessarily about who's right or who's wrong, but more about are you going to be a fan or are you looking for the winning team? Hmm. That's interesting because it sounds like um, you did a little bit of both. Hmm. Because Mr. Farrakhan or Dr. Khaled Muhammad was definitely not the winning team. Hmm. Um, and while you chose not that winning team, you did not choose the, the, the Giants or any other New York team that was losing. Hmm. So there was something about that side of losing 
that you chose as opposed to the other side of losing that you because if you look at it um it's very observant brother <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i have to agree with you and um and i didn't even look at it that way very um observing yeah. um i i think um the the thing that made me attracted to that that type of voice of power was the fact that it made me feel good. It made me feel empowered. Even though it was the losing team in terms of the big white devil. Or, being, pop, or just being our popularity, period. There you or, go. You know, or just in, in terms of the black culture. Um, none of those movements were ever popular. You were, mm. you were actually the minority if you mm. chose if you chose any of them, if you chose Farrakhan, if you chose Dr. Khalid Muhammad, that was a minority. Right. So you you chose that side that was not necessarily winning in the black community. And right. you were comfortable with that. Indeed. You know, comfortable enough to say that, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would give my life, you know, mm-hmm. for for this, but not that way as related to the home the hometown team. Right. And the hometown team was actually the most popular. Mm. Indeed. Or if you if you were a New Yorker, because what you said was the average New Yorker was looking at you saying, Why are you betraying us? Right. Why are you not one of us? And I, I you know, I could tell you <clears throat> that you know, I've been a Washington football fan <laughs> through and through. And when your problem, brother. <laughs> when when lose your a problem dollar, right there. You know, I, I you know, but 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 what I know about myself is that my sense of loyalty to whatever it is that I believe in, whatever it is I commit to, is unwavered, bro. It's it's unwavered. And that's why you don't have that many wins. You know what? You know, depending on how you define wins, because to me, you know, a, 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 a win ain't necessarily on the football field, or the, or the win is not based on whether or not my team, my team. That sounds like loser talk to me, brother. Hey, call it, call it, you know, call it what you must, call it what you might. <clears throat> but but here's where I'm winning. <laughs> Where where I'm winning is I don't quit on my team. Hmm. Hmm. And now I call on the doctor of psychology and you, brother, because there has to be some way to make sense of it all. That we would choose Elijah Muhammad, we would choose Malcolm X, <clears throat> we would choose Wadahuddin Muhammad, we would choose Matthew Farad Muhammad. We would choose Dr. King. We would choose No Drew Ali. I'm a more. I'm a this. I'm a that. There has to be something scientific about the way we choose and the alliances that we make and a way to show everybody that it's just a selection. I think you just answered your own question. Hmm. <laughs> Yes, sir. I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, right. Because if if you think about what you just said, 
and and so and I'll add the psychological component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Master Rob Muhammad, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, Martin the King, that is the nature of human beings, mm-hmm. right? And and we're gravitating towards something, right? Mm-hmm. So so and I, so from a psychological perspective, right? Everybody everybody didn't gravitate towards Freud, right? And even the people that gravitated towards Freud broke away from Freud, mm. right? So Adler broke away from Freud. Carl Jung broke away from Freud. And then you had what we call Neo-Freudians. And they those two were definitely Neo-Freudians. Mm. But, but what happened behind Freud is a, is a history of, of, of other theories breaking away from that initial theory that was there. Mm-hmm. And Freud was psychosocial, I mean, psychosexual. Mm-hmm. But then you had people like Eric Erickson, you had people like Carl Rogers, you had people like I- Ivan Pablo, you had people like B.F. Skinner, uh, Watson. But all of these people started to break away and build their, and build their own foundations and build their own theories. So what you, the question that you asked me, and that's why I say you answered your own question, is that we as human beings, that's the nature of who we are. We, are, we have never been a homogeneous type of people. And what I mean by homogeneous, you think about homo, homo means the same. So that's why um, people that are um, homosexuals, the reason why they're called homosexuals is because they like the same sex. Right. Homo, hom- so we're not homogeneous type of people. We're heterosexual type of people, meaning mm. that we like diff- we like things that might be opposite of us or things that are different from us. Right. So, so while you may be birthed into one thing, right, you break away from that and you become something completely different, or you add on to what was there, mm. and that's what you saw happening in psychology. Hmm. So you had Freud and Adler and Carl Jung who were, were falling in that category of analytic um, psychology. But then you had people that broke away from that. And the second force of that was called behavior um, psychology. And that's hmm. where you had Ivan, Ivan Pavlov, who had like, classical conditioning and B.F. Skinner with operative uh, conditioning psychology but it was all psychology right and then you had existentialism psych- existentialism and humanistic psychology right um and they were were you know different from um psychoanalytic um behaviorism and now they have this existentialism and humanistic and they and these people are kind of like when I think about them, I think about like the peace and love era. Like these mm-hmm. psychologists wanted to deal with the whole person. Like Freud was only dealing with the mind, you know, the conscious and the unconscious and the preconscious. And then the behaviorist was only dealing with your behavior. They didn't care about what happened in your dreams and, you know, what happened in your conscious or your pre. They didn't deal with that. They said, okay, the behaviorist came in and said, I'm only going to deal with the behavior. I'm going to deal with what I see. What, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing? They're looking at your behavior and they're addressing your behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, the existentialist came in and said, 
hold up. We want to deal with the whole person. So they were really exotic and they wanted to, to, to you know, evaluate the whole human being, where he came from, the here and now, his past, his present, his future, all of that type of stuff. And then you had a fourth force that came in later and started to deal with the social culture mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, philosophy and psychology of people. So now these people are dealing with a part of psychology that was never dealt with because everybody else, um, people that were psychoanalytic, people that were behavior, see people that were um, existential and humanistic, now you got someone that's coming in and they're saying, oh, but we, what we haven't taken into consideration, and this is only up to probably to the 1960s, right? So you got everything happening prior to the 1960s, hmm. where these other people are coming in in the 1960s and saying, what about the feminist movement? What about black people? What about Asian people? What about all hmm. Because prior to that, you were really still, still only dealing with white people. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you don't even start to get the inclusion of other people really until like 1960s hmm. with social and cultural psychology. Indeed. And the same thing happened in the nation. There there were a couple of factions that um, were part of the classroom that even Master Farad Ahmed was in. And then that concentration or that that swirl of dust turned out to be what came out of it was Elijah Muhammad. And that created a whole explosion. And that explosion is going to have the fruits of that labor to be different at some point. We're growing, as they say, the universe is growing exponentially bigger, further and further apart. Um, The universe is expanding. And uh, at one point, the universe in its infancy, when it was actually nothing, a triple darkness, as we say in the nation, there had to be such uh, a rush of uh, all of these um, particles of dust into one thing that it exploded into what's uh, the scientists described as the Big Bang Theory. So all of this dust came together and then exploded. Okay, so created all right, so, distance. All right, so okay, so that's that. I think that's where the confusion becomes comes in right yeah but i don't want it to get into an argument over science i just yeah no 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 there's a similarity in all of these things coming together culminating into something and then spreading apart right so and and so and um not to get into an argument or disagreement about it either but just to add some clarity right because i think what happens right if you read the Bible and you read the Quran, the Bible and the Quran articulate something from a perspective of that time, mm-hmm. meaning that they could only explain what was happening from 
their perspective that of that time, right? Mm-hmm. So when you read the story, hear the story of Noah, or read the story of um, um, uh, of, of Moses, it it sounds antiquated and unreal, right? Mm-hmm. And and so when you hear the story of Noah and the ark and what happened, and then what happened after the ark, it all seems very antiquated and unreal, right? Mm-hmm. Because they was telling it from their perspective, and they, uh, or when they talked about the end of time, you know, and they talked about um, things flying in the air, you know, people would be like, "Oh, but that was the airplanes." What they were talking about, that was this, that was this, mm-hmm. you know. They talked about plays, and they say, "Oh, well." So people would say, "Oh, coronavirus. That's that was that's a plague," you know. They, you know, so they talked about plagues in the Bible. So people in modern day would be like. Oh, this is what they were talking about. This is the end of time, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that to say that when it when we talk about um, um, you know, uh, uh, what um they were talking about with with perishing, um, uh, you know, some of what you were talking about of uh, uh, triple darkness and you, you know and all that. I think that they were trying to articulate times that they were foreseeing from their perspective at that time. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like they would not have used the word internet, mm-hmm. right? They would not have used the word COVID-19. They would right. or COVID-19. They would not have used those words. So they were articulating those um, foreseeing things in the language that they understood it at that time. Right. So it's not a disagreement or anything like that. I'm just simply adding that I think that that they were using their best articulation articulation skills during that time of the foreseeing future. If that makes sense. Yes, sir. I think um, even when you explain the um, evolution of psychology from Freudism, um, the same thing happened. There's, yeah. there's a meeting of the minds and then from that that um, coming together into this uh, psychosexual, out of that is an explosion where these different factions come out of the, that whole school of yeah. thought. Yeah. And it expands and and all of these different theories come out of it. Yeah. Not one being better than the other. Yeah. It's something different. So it and, and, and so so and so let's continue to put it in perspective, right? So if you look at Socrates, who was a father, right? Hmm. And then you look at Plato, who was hmm. a student of Socrates, and then you look at Aristotle, who was a student of Plato. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, so I'm I'm saying that to say, do you see historically how this all builds on? Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a foundation there, right? Right. And it all is just building on to what was already there. Right. You know, and so, and then so you go from Socrates, who had this thought process, Plato, who was a student of him, built on and added his 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 ideology, his psychology to it. And then you had Aristotle, you know, who was a student of him, who came along and built on. And then you had the student of him 
who was Alexander the Great. Hmm. Right? And and Alexander the Great was the one that went over and and and, and started to publish these um uh libraries that you start to read about in stolen legacies. Hmm. Right? Um places like Timbuktu, you right. know, uh um uh uh Egyptian what they call Egyptian, right? Egyptian mystery system, mm-hmm. right? Because the Egyptians didn't belong, they didn't believe that knowledge was something that belonged to individuals. Right? They believed that knowledge belonged to the world, knowledge so they were not God. Then. <laughs> right? So, so they did. So they didn't authorize anything. They didn't say that, you know, we're the authors of X, Y, and Z. Right. But when Alexander the Great and his people went over and pilgrimaged these libraries and held these people captive. They came back from those things and said, you know, we're the fathers of math, science, and history. Mm. And they took credit for these things. Mm-hmm. Right? The white man is God. Egg, 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 that's, <laughs> it, that's my point. That's that exactly. That's my point. Indeed. And oh, so there is no right or wrong answers out in the universe. There is just human beings thinking of ways to do things. And some may consider their way pro- the proper way to do it. And that everybody else is a heretic or lunatic. But um, there is no right or wrong answer. And hopefully tonight's discussion at 4.02 a.m., um, gave you a perspective of um, Elijah Muhammad, of Master Farad Muhammad, of um, Dr. Khalid Farrakhan, and Wallace Dean Muhammad from a different um, perspective than you're usually used to hearing. Um, any last words, brother? So we'll come back tomorrow for a whole new discussion. But, um, I think we were on the theme of, um, the, um, what did, um, there's a word for it in Islam called the, the successor to the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him. Uh, there was a word for it, I forgot what they. Mahdi. Not the mat the um like when um the um the prophet they said um didn't choose a successor even though he know he was um departing he he wanted the umma or the community to grow and the successor would be manifested in that community. I forgot what they called it. It'll come to me by tomorrow. But um, <clears throat> any last thoughts, brother? No, um, but I think in reference to what you were just talking about, um, I think where we run into problems in terms of people, in terms of what we believe, um, you know, I, I feel bad that we don't learn from history. Right. In, in in that um the Jews felt like they had it figured out and that it 
ended with the um, prophet Moses, mm-hmm. right? The Christians felt like they had it figured out and it ended with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? The Muslims felt like they got it right and it ended with the prophet Muhammad, so they was along, mm-hmm. right? The nation feels like they got it right and it ended with the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. I think what we should know is that there's no end. Hmm. That there's, there's, you know, because the argument is, you know, Allah sends a prophet, you know, every certain amount of years. The reality is that there's always a prophet among, amongst us. Hmm. Moses is always amongst us. Jesus is always amongst us. Uh, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu is always among us. Mm-hmm. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is always among us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're only blinded by looking for that person that we think looks like or sounds like this person. Mm-hmm. There's always a prophet. There's always one amongst you, and you might be that one. That's right. And um, the 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 um, name that I was trying to um, think of was Khalifa King, right? The Khalifa, the Khalifa means the ruler, right? And, and that and, that's what would come after Prophet Muhammad um, departed. He he wanted there to be a ruler that would um, keep his commandments and his. Um, traditions and that would come from a rule and that's how Saudi Arabia got its Khalifa king and that's how a lot of the Arab um, governments or or sovereignties have decided on their political um, leadership through what's called a Khalifa or ruler well well, but but the, the, and but the Quran's open. It opens with saying, "But I will send you a Khalifa, mm-hmm. and the Khalifa will be the ruler of right. the planet Earth, right. and the Khalifa will be the ruler over the things that 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 fly upon, that fly amongst the air and the things that are be, uh, beneath the sea." Right. And so Khalifa means that I will send a ruler, and so Khalifa means that. That that I was send an individual, mm-hmm. a king that will be the ruler of the planet Earth, and mm-hmm. I say I say that in saying that we're all Khalifas. That's right. That we're all Khalifas of the planet Earth. That we're all rulers of the planet Earth. We we are the gods of the Earth. Indeed. And- that is what we need to focus on, not who's right and who's wrong, but what is in us that we can manifest out to the world that would be appreciated in um, all fairness to um, um, Wallace Dean Muhammad. He thinks... And even a Jim Jones thought that they were 
those type of uh, rulers after the coming of um, great men. Yep. Yep. And there'll be many more to come, bro. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, Any last words? We're at the 28-minute mark. We've got two minutes left. No, bro. I think that um, what's key um, for all of us is that at some point we need to understand that we are the, the Khalifas of the planet Earth and that we need to anoint ourselves as that and, and act appropriately. Hmm. And all of the infighting and this person is with Silas and this person is with so-and-so and this person. Let's build. Let's um, build something better. That's my biggest word to anybody in any belief. Let's build something better. Instead of making America great again, let's make it better. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think um, I, I, I don't know um, in terms of infighting, you know, with, with who we are. I think um, there's there's so much um, of not knowing who we are. So I think that that infighting will continue until mm-hmm. we learn and, until we learn who we are. But I think that you can surround yourself with enough people or with the right people that will allow you to get to where you need to be and help you to continue to define and understand who you are. And that is Black Power Thinking. And that has been another successful hour of DF and Universe. And we'll be back tomorrow night, brother. (laughs) And uh, to continue this fight with our minds. Peace to the universe. Peace to the God.